calling it tribe cost, right? Tribe cost, yeah. It's sort of building a tribe, yeah. Yeah. And that, that, yeah, that can sort of lead us, people say, oh, what do you mean by tribe? And then we can sort of talk about our thoughts and the sort of people, yeah, what, what are the values of the tribe? And that, yeah, that, that could go, that'd be good, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a more of like a community thing, isn't it, right? So essentially before, when we actually thought about tribe, I think the idea was um, was an acronym, isn't it? Uh, so mm. it stands for reading into business excellence. Yeah, maybe like, that's a good point. Then. We could sort of start with that and say, well, why is it called tribe then? And then I, then I can say, well, originally it was it was the sort of anti anti book club but pro application of learning yeah and that that led us into well how do actual people how do people learn how do they apply it you know in in terms of business rather than just sort of reading and collecting books yeah yeah it's all all about growth and change and profit and wealth and community yeah that sounds good yeah and i think i think the idea behind that was um is that you know, instead of reading like the whole book, right, we're kind of like summarizing it into some of the key elements from the book, what the mm-hmm. teachings and, you know, really uh, a lot of these books talk about a lot of these different things, depending on the, you know, the, the topic of the book. So if you, if it was mm-hmm. business related, then, you know, it's, it's a lot of that mentioned in a lot of the other books as well, right? It is. Yeah. They've got a like, nice cover. Yeah. They've probably got one point in their value. You know? Yeah. But I think the key is also to like, uh, you know, appreciate the author's, um, point of view and what they're trying to portray in that book but at the same time what is the reality right what's the reality nowadays yeah exactly i think like, yeah. yeah and what are the problems that is solving right um no, exactly yeah. all right so i mean that sounds like a good sort of train of thought to go along it's so um yeah so it's, it's about because the, the whole podcast will be saying it's about it's not about the the anti-book club is it? it's more about that's one element of the community that we've got where we want to learn and apply things so we will we will be talking about the information and the learning it's out there yeah i mean i would i wouldn't say anti-book club uh, no exactly yeah yeah well i would say i mean you know the, the learning from the books are good right and i think it comes down to uh, what are the key learnings from it right rather than mm. uh, some people prefer i guess reading uh, uh you know the whole book right but then mm-hmm. we also want to kind of summarize it for the guys who may want to consider reading it or you know whether there's uh, a particular book is kind of whether it's worth it or not i guess right exactly yeah uh, i suppose it's more yeah it's the sort of uh you could describe it as the book book club for people too busy to read yeah don't, don't want to spend six hours on audible and they can't take notes so yeah exactly and everyone everyone knows about you know, Blinkist and mentor box so, so they all know these apps are out there yeah and it's just putting as you say putting the context putting the pieces together and saying well this you might use it to yeah. actually Sort of benefit from it yeah i've got that friend of mine from uh ubs i was talking to uh at the college she she said i'm a really slow reader i'm thinking oh my god you know you're gonna you're gonna be there forever trying to read these books and understand everything so shall we start from what we're doing currently right um and let's start that off with what we're doing currently um and i think that that's kind of blending into where we come from what our background is as well yeah yeah and what sort of all different no that's fine yeah we can talk a bit about ourselves really yeah yeah Let's start off with you know what we're doing, right? Because you know I think you know we met at a networking event, and uh, I think we had some synergies, and you know it took off from there really, right? And then you know I think I guess our vision was that we want to do something impactful, and join these dots, right, where we find challenges, right, within the mm. uh, business world, community, or uh, you know wherever uh, we may feel we may add value, I guess. So um, and I think Capizen was born, uh, right? So Mm. Uh, take, like you say, it's looking at, you know, we've done all the, you know, we've got a business background, we've done lots of different things, you know, we've got academic training, business training, yeah, we've done, you know, we've, we're familiar with all the things that other people are familiar with, um, yeah. but now we're, we're thinking, well, how do we sort of, you know, take that knowledge and apply it in, in a sort of new world, everyone talks about the complex environments we're in, but actually... How do you keep it? How do you take all that knowledge and turn it into you know new thinking, new you know new business models, and but also with Capi Zen, you know capital and Zen, and and bringing more. Yeah, even the word spiritual is good. It's like putting a bit more heart. And yeah. That leads us to the idea of a community of um, impact of, of, uh, of and you know, of the tribe. You know, one of the topics uh, that we always discuss is like you know all this is all sounds good, right? Everyone talks about this, um, you know, business model, heart and soul, and. Uh, we think is what is it really practical can we really convince leaders 
you know, take on these, you know, thought processes and leadership skills um, mm. for, from a spiritual point of view and, you know, treating, uh, I guess, their employees or staff in a manner where, you know, they feel that they're part of something, you know, incredible, right? Mm. Um, well, there's, and... a, there's a bit of a tendency for people to, you see it a lot, you know, you've got to get up at five o'clock, do meditations, mindfulness, uh, cold, cold baths, um, you know, you've got to be a Navy SEAL or you've got to be a Buddhist monk and it's, or you've got to be military. It's, it's kind of missing the point where those things are, when you look at them, step away, you know, the military, the, or the monastery, etc. What, what they are is they are learning about habits and disciplines in order that you are, you know, you just function better. You think and act. Um, so yeah, it's not, it's not about being, religious and spiritual it, it is about having a belief system you know, set of values which leads into your mission and your objectives and your purpose and, and all those things so uh, we're being you know the sort of east and west thinking away um but yeah to me, to me all these things are they're not woo or soft it, it's actually it's actually biology and and that that's how i sort of think about these things and if you can understand the biology you, you know, we're the same on that level so let's let's pick your brains on that a little bit, Richard, because I uh-huh. think you know you mentioned a lot of different kind of things in your book that you got. Um, mm. You know, uh, uh, it's it's, it's <coughs> right, now, right? You call it. Um, uh, you you want to talk a little bit about that because you know I think it's closely related to you know mm. thought process and you know what we're talking about at the moment on that. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, the book was re- it wasn't about becoming a bestseller on Amazon or getting a book deal. It was really just yeah, kind of, I suppose, like most people, uh, COVID came along and the world got shut down. And I, and I actually realized that I quite like that sort of, let's call it a challenging environment, I, you know, without going into my background, uh, boring people. You know, I realized that all those things in the past were like, like a training for me. And, and I was actually kind of built to uh, cope with all this change and uncertain sort of environment. And, and we look at ourselves and think, well, what, you know, how did we get things wrong in the past? And that, that literally led me down the road. You know, I've, I've been a coach and mentor and consultant, you know, KPMG, et cetera. But really, all these tools and processes, they kind of take you so far. They're not really enough. And so you do need to start getting into. So it took me down the road of looking at um, all the ideas around transformation. That took me into looking at neuroscience. And that, that helped me discover the, the science of flow, which is... Um, so, so I'm a mentor with um, guys at the Flow Genome Project, which is sort of global organization. Um, yeah, it's all about high performance. And what it taught me was that, you know, the way you think and the way you act, it's all, it's all important. So the book's called Stratnav, The Law of Propulsion. And so that's, you know, you've got a, it's a strategy navigation. So in it, physically, we have a, you know, element in our brain tells us what to focus on and that becomes our guidance system and the same thing that will can, can cause problems in your life will make you do let's say do do the wrong thing is the same system that will actually help you to achieve achieve the right thing so so i went through all you know, looked at all the gurus and all the whether they're the business gurus or the spiritual gurus and it kind of struck me this, this sort of thing jumped at me coaching is buddhism and it sounds a bit woo but it's not um people want to change and transform so literally how you think affects what you do um and all these ideas of uh, attachment and suffering which you find in buddhism you find that in business owners they they are attached to their business it's their it's their job they almost can't do what i'm doing what we're doing saying look you know this business is there to work for you to help you make a life so you know build it it's a system and a team isn't it it's not it's not you so <clears throat> it ties in with that so once you get your mindset right strip away your biases you've got to understand how all of these tools that you're here on you know facebook and linkedin all these great ideas about how you've got to do this and do that and have a routine it's all it's all true but it's only one percent of the answer so i'm sort of on a quest should we say i'm trying to sort of pull together what i think sort of a universal approach and there's no single toolkit because for me it's about you know i don't want to put all my knowledge into a training course and sort of sell worksheets to people um i could probably make a lot of money doing that but i think that's wrong i think i don't want to tell people how i do things i my role is to help them to find their way of doing the 
the real power of this because that that gives them the ownership. So yes, and then after that, they need all the skills and all the processes. So I still have a, you know, I've got a AI enabled diary system, and you know, I use all the all the right bits of kit, but only after I've really thought about the purpose and well, elevated purpose as, as we call it. And so, so really, the book is just a way of saying, look, actually, most of what you're taught about change and transformation, either individually or as a team or as an organization, is you'll find a lot of it doesn't work. And I think I've pretty much got the answer on why not. And I've suggested some things that we can look at and say, well, actually, here's a different way of looking at stuff. And here's some actual practical tools. Um, yeah, and I've been fortunate to be, tra- I've been trained by some of the best people in the business world, uh, my own experience. But yes, yeah, led me to this idea of you know, attraction is a passive thing for people that tend to wait. <laughs> it's almost like wait for stuff to come to you by thinking about it. And, and as we know, karma means action um so really i've just taken to the extreme thought well if we can process the change and transformation to get what we want what if we took it to the to the to the limit and you've got things like quantum computers they crack the code straight away they're not i I would say they're probably not a thing at the moment then they're working on them but just the principle of doing something instantly so could we apply that to our to our own thinking yeah ourselves and and then the company um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a new school of thought. And so that ties into how we think, how we learn, uh, how we apply things, who we, who we hang out with and, and also what impact, you know, if you talk about purpose and community and vision and, and sustainability, then you've got to mean it. So how do you get, how do you actually achieve those things and break free from sort of old models? So that, that's, yeah, uh, obviously that's a very, it's, it's a, I would say a fairly complex subject, but for me, it's about take control, take ownership, move towards the thing you want to achieve, and hence the propulsion element. Yeah, yeah I think that's 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 good. I mean, so moving on to that, and uh, mm. I think it ties closely into you know, let's let's hear about your background because I think you know some of the uh, things you've done in the past. Mm. Uh, be good mm. to know, you know, how you come to you know where you are today. Mm. Yeah. yeah, good to know what your background was, I guess. Oh, yeah, exactly. I remember the phrase uh, somebody once said, you know, the results, you're perfectly designed or your company is perfectly designed to get the results you're getting. Um, it's one of those things you have to think about that because it's saying, well, actually, if I'm not getting results now, then I've actually designed things to achieve that. So, yeah. So my background, yeah, I, I was brought up in um, Essex, just east of London. And uh, lucky enough, I went to St. Andrews University, which is... Um, university and i did economics and politics and management joined a global company which was called ici at the time and got into i was a marketing guy for a global company yes i went through that uk and so i worked in uh, the explosives division and it was uh, a very specific area which is military explosives so we're talking missiles and bombs actuators detonators um rocket motors things that make ejector seats work and all that sort of stuff and when you're 21 years old it's all very exciting but I was a marketing guy essentially uh and just happened to be in that and also in my part-time I was a res- soldier so I was in the parachute regiment as a reservist and that was really to sort of understand the, the world I was operating in so obviously the whole military space so I've got I've got that understanding of of things and six foot two English guy from Essex with a degree stuck in the middle of uh, the west coast of Scotland um has, has led me to I can speak Glaswegian, which is good. And um, it just taught me how to sort of join in, fit in. And I think that's when I learned some really good management lessons. So then I moved on to, um, I moved out of that into the pharmaceutical section. So obviously ICI became um, what you know as AstraZeneca today. So I did the usual UK marketing sales. Uh, Then I started going international, um, Caribbean, South America, set them up. Then after that, I was involved in, implementing the merger of Astra and Zeneca. And so I moved to, to Eastern Europe and uh, spent a couple of years, yeah, building the businesses, but also shutting down uh, some, you know, lots of issues with, with sort of gangs and infiltration of supply chains. And so that was very important. Um, yeah, so left that, spent a bit of time in the corporate affairs team, then uh, ended up in India. So I ended up in India as a holding a British diplomatic passport. Uh, and I was there for three years. That really opened my eyes to the scale of what's going on in the world. Obviously, like most people, India to me was a, I call it a theme park. We sort of, we think of India as 
the good old days of the British Empire, which I, I think is, is, you know, is a terrible thing. Uh, and a lot, I meet a lot of people that have that sort of bias around it. So I, I really opened up to India. I tell people I love it. You love it and hate it because it's a crazy place and it's, it, it, it gives you the best and the worst. But anyway, I, I learned about it by bringing other people to India on private tours to teach them about what's going on in business. Uh, and that got me into understanding, you know, investment at risk advisory work, uh, you know, coming into a different country, looking at all the risks and, and just helping some, some pretty well-known global investors that we've all heard of and big companies with their you know, getting into India. So when I came back, I, went, I was in KPMG or Bearing Point as a life science strategy consultant. So I worked with all the big companies. Uh, I found myself getting back into India stuff and um, I joined up to, to help launch uh, something called the UK India Business Council, which still exists. And so we were we were looking effectively to sort of grow business and trade, etc., between the UK and India. Then I, then I did my own thing for a while, consultancy, and then I got into coaching. Uh, so I'm highly trained in the world of coaching and, and in mentoring. Um, so so I've got that coaching, mentoring, and, and obviously consulting background. So I've got I've got a range of skills, and I've got my own company. But then I thought, well, okay, it's great to coach people, uh, but actually, why not? Um, partner up with them and, and sort of own if i'm going to grow a business why not sort of also own it and then that's now well actually even more than that why don't we and that's why you and i have obviously teamed up it's like we've learned some skills acquiring companies and so we know how to value them we know we know how to build a company that's valuable we know how to build a company that's worth investing so why don't we acquire the companies um and and, and attract you know build the value that way and whether we hold on to one of them or we put them together we we've got a you know, a unique skill set. And I think the other thing is that we bring a sense of community, a, a set of values. You know, we understand the sort of spiritual side. We understand, you know, I understand, I'm trained by Flow Genome Project on, on Flow, which is highest rate of performance, uh, has a real business impact and obviously on individuals. So bringing all those elements together, it's like, how can we do these things? You know, we're not hard-nosed. Well, we are hard-nosed businessmen, but we've got a bit more heart and soul, and we want to bring that into the companies and make differences in the community. And 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 that's why you and I actually, you know, we are both members of of the Conduit Club, which is all about you know, yeah. making, making changes. So, so that's so that's me. Um, bit more than a nutshell, but yeah. So, Punit, your, your turn now to tell us a bit about your background. Yeah, I think um, a very interesting background. I, you know, I was mm. I spent a lot of time in India until I was 11 and so it was you know kind of a, a very new environment for me to move to UK um, mm. was kind of 11 um, and uh, wow. but I found that cultural shock because uh, you know it, it's very different um, yeah. and also you know the the good old Indian accent you know didn't quite <laughs> fit <laughs> um, uh, into you know into the schooling so yeah. a bit of a, a challenging time um, you mm. know uh, during the early days but mm. I guess I got through that um, yeah and uh, I, I did all my college and the education side yeah mm. then then I found myself okay like you know IT is kind of interesting to me right? mm. you know I was exposed to an extent uh, in in the early days during mm. the education um, time uh, in high schools and college mm. um, and I think that's something I pursued uh, after you know going forward um, and uh, yeah just I guess ended up um in in the tech world mm. starting as an engineer um a networking engineer and you know it infrastructure engineer um and then started uh you know realizing okay look um, you know i need to do a bit more than just uh, you know being it and uh yeah uh eventually i found out about contracting you know and uh yeah i, I essentially just um you know started a uh, you know contracting roles um yeah. but that actually opened up a lot of opportunities for me and different way of thinking uh, and, you know, uh, meeting a lot of different, I guess, people in mm -hmm. different uh, industries and, uh, all, you know, walks of life, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, yeah, I think from there, um, I, I then kind of exploring, okay, you know, I see some of these problems in the companies, you know, in the IT world and generally the operation side and, and, and so on. So I started looking into, you know, you know what is causing these problems so and uh, you know talking to people and then I found that you know th there's a whole I guess company's culture right yeah uh, that doesn't for purpose um to an extent yeah. and it was 
boils down to um i guess the leadership and management and how mm. they um you know implement their views and you know the whole framework mm. um but anyway look uh, i i was put into mergers and acquisition um mm. field um where what i did was i merged technologies um when when the two companies merged yeah and so um that even got me more interested because you know i was working with really complex kind of problems not just technically but also from from our, you know business and you know mm. process level as well and yeah i just carried on with that uh you know i i was a highly qualified cisco engineer so you know that was my um you know specialty i would say yeah uh, security uh networking uh cyber security and so on so i um went along became mm-hmm. an architect and i guess i just uh, just grew from there and you mm-hmm. know became a technical director so you know that's that's where i am at this place now yeah still treading along with uh, you know the it side of things but then also um joined a few clubs and uh, as a groups um to do with mergers and acquisitions mm-hmm. i also did in some studying in philosophy to understand the mindsets um and you know the 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 spirituality now that's not to say that's religious it's just spirituality right and how yes. you can, um, yeah yeah uh, you train your body mind and you know just uh, again come back to uh, the flow right because it's all biology mm. really um, yeah. there's no rule or anything um, crazy stuff that goes as long as you understand that that's biology isn't it yeah exactly so yeah that, that was me and then you know um I also noticed that uh, looking back um when I spoke to more people I think it opened up more opportunities and uh, re- make me realize that networking is <coughs> helpful. Mm. And so I started focusing a lot of on networking and you know going to these different events um where you can find like-minded people and you know ironically that's where I met you right isn't it networking event. Yeah. Yeah and that was and that was well yeah, so it, it, uh, it was a proper sort of focus group wasn't it you know? That's right yeah. And so um I think that was my kind of brief i guess um but mm. then i've also done a lot of different things on the side like you know i have a good knowledge on on property and property development because you know i've got brother who's kind of in the construction industry so mm. uh, kind of do things together so i've got a bit of understanding of that yeah um my father um was uh really ill back in the days um mm. about 11 12 years ago and you know he contracted cancer mm and so you know again that got me into right you know what is this cancer you know even you're quite young and naive you don't really kind of yeah understand and and know these things until you know someone in your family has it so yeah um i guess that also got me into the kind of the the natural medicine as well so kind of trained mm. therapist as well oh, wow. uh, into you know how you can uh, keep yourself healthy and away from all these <coughs> yeah uh and disease and illnesses that um ruin your life i guess so that's true yeah i guess a wide kind of very um, interesting background um, yeah and that's a good mix and do you find because you know what you know, people listening to us we we've, we've mentioned lots of things there you could you know if you want if let's let's say people tend to hear what they want to hear but you could describe our backgrounds from a sort of uh spiritual religious point of view i was brought up you know irish catholic etc but went to a jesuit grammar school so you could talk about things from a religious perspective a spiritual perspective um you know, or or you know a financial technology hardcore perspective but you say you know diseases i've worked in pharmaceuticals and what you realize is that you know we're, we're all the same so that idea of it coming down to biology it's not some earth-shattering discovery it, it's just a fact um it's just a way of framing stuff and so hence you can you can talk about personal business transformation as a you know the KPMG or the whatever six steps model but it's actually very similar to the way you know Buddhist Buddhists will talk about the step eight steps to nirvana and you know it's just it, it's just a nice way of thinking about it and it's people love we all love a good guru quote and so it's taking those things and turning them into real life and for me mindfulness is not something that you practice once a week it's it's 24/7 you should always be aware and be mindful of where you are and, that, and actually mindfulness is about embodiment so it's about your brain and your body and that's all about taking action and achieving things so yeah it's it's um yeah and that that's kind of led us we've been having these conversations you know we looked at well hang on we're in the M&A section we're looking to acquire companies and you know we're not coming in as uh you know 
yeah, we understand the financial side and the EBITDA and all. You know, we know all the all the. It's it's not like a private equity where we're going to come in and strip things out. We we we've played around with this idea of mutual equities. So it's building different business models. You know, the mutual employee model, which people know from John Lewis, we're saying, well, actually, why don't we all own it together? And so it's bringing bringing this idea of community uh, and using all the existing skills and knowledge and tax rules and business models and you know, some of the classic stuff and reframing it and saying, look, people are looking, whether it's post-COVID, but people are looking for a bit more a bit more heart and soul in the way they do stuff. And, I, and I've had these conversations with some of the biggest, no names, they are like the biggest companies in the world. These are people that are there. They're the responsible for bringing in the consultants, should we say, like you know, PwC or McKinsey, whatever. And the one thing they're literally missing is is that sort of personal, human, uh, bit bit of heart and soul. They, you know, once you, if you want to engage people, you've got to understand all these things. So, yeah, you and I we're pretty we're pretty tough tough nosed, right? We know we're tough if we need to be on the business side. We know how to read the numbers, but we're looking to help other people achieve you know, their goals and bring some <clears throat> some new thinking, which is kind of why we called it, and we touched on this earlier, why this is called, we've got the word tribe, you know, in this podcast, tribe, what, you know, what, what's that all about? So do, do you think it's worth us talking a bit more about that aspect of it, the learning and the tribe element? I think so, yeah. I think so. It's, uh, it's more to do with educating, um, mm. you know, the guys, because, you know, we can, I think, I think me and you have this view that if you grow, then we grow with you. Right. Mm. Uh, and so the whole uh, idea there is that we want to give people the knowledge mm. that enables to grow because th- there are a lot of different, I would say, frameworks and kind of thought processes and, and, and more so to do with how, you know, how you can plan your finances, right? Mm. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, you know, I don't think we've spoken about it, but I think we were heavily involved in the whole SaaS, um, you know, mm-hmm option right where you know you can actually control your own pension yeah when just and- saying the word pension is enough to send the most people off to sleep but actually like you say it's a type of pension but it's a, it's a tool which if used strategically can can do incredible things you know it's like yeah. so we're applying our principles to to everything you know not just business yeah. so to like the pension and the, and the money out there yeah so i think that's that's where looking at the um uh, the overarching view, not just from a business side, but okay, right? How can you personally benefit? You know, f- uh, from from these different ways of benefiting from, uh, you know, these these I guess <clears throat> options that you have available. Actually, SaaS is one of them. Just okay. from, yeah, for, for um, SaaS is a yeah, it's still a type of pension, but I'm you know, I am the trustee of it. It's mine. Uh, obviously, yeah. guidance in there, but yeah, the pen- I call it it because the fund effectively is um, it's evolved in involved in supported living so it owns property and that helps lease to a charity and helps six people at a time to sort of get back on their feet and so that is what i would call impact investing and that you know that's got real purpose behind it so that is a principle for me to make make an impact and obviously there's a business element to it but it's not about sort of taking advantage of vulnerable people it's actually about that, that ties in with the coaching and the mentoring. If we can help those people get back on their feet and become more productive members of society, then yeah, that's good for everybody. And and that's also led us into looking at you know modular homes and how looking at the housing crisis and how things are built. And so we're looking at the business aspects as well, and then the funding. And yeah, when you've got a purpose, it kind of gets you where you want to go quicker because you've got much more clarity and focus. And and it does impact on all parts of your of your thinking, really. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I think uh, what we're doing here is is powerful because, you know, what we're trying to do here is obviously share knowledge, right? But with that, also connect people uh, who are on a yeah. like kind of uh, mindset. Um, and, and that enables, um, you know, uh, uh, some incredible things to happen, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. And we've seen that as well, right? Uh, yeah. You know, so um, I think that's what Tribe is about, really. Uh, I guess <laughs> trying to, um, you know, s- spread this knowledge, right? Yeah. Mm. Well, um, also, yeah. Tribe is um, so during COVID, I had this. Uh, every everybody went online, right? And everyone was trying to adapt to change. And I thought, well, actually, if we're going to go online, let, let's. I'm never a big. I uh, wasn't a big fan of uh, the book club, and I thought people spend hours reading books and they don't really get around to doing it. And so these events can be a bit of a bit of a struggle for people. So I thought, let's let's create something that's um, 
for people that haven't really got time to read, and we've all got, you know, Blink, Blinkist and Mentor Box or Mentorist, all these apps that give us you know, summaries. So let's use that technology. And so I started doing events where I said, right, guys, just read the summary for 20 minutes so you've got something to say. Come along to the network <clears throat> event once a month. And I thought, well, hang on, why don't I just invite the author? So, so I've had five you know, Sunday Times, New York Times bestsellers uh, coming to my tribe events. And so I'm, I'm trying not to call it a book club because I really don't think that's what it is. And so I've, I've had um, Michael Heppel, uh, Jonathan McDonald, uh, Andy Bounds, uh, Michael Bungestania, who wrote you know, the, the Coaching Habits. So we've had like top people. And what they do is they come along and they know the audience is kind of briefed on the subject. So we have a really good discussion about something. And then what we do is we get people to like take a learning and apply it. And then the following month, they, they, they're kind of held accountable. So it's almost a bit of coaching going on as well. But so it's about application of learning. And I think that that's the principle there. And that that's something that, you know, that that that, for example, could be that's a standalone business that could be scaled up and using technology, you know, mighty networks or whatever. So, yeah, you're right. That's that is the type of, of thinking. It, the other thing you triggered my thoughts there was um I mean, some of the stuff we can come up with because we've networked with the right people. We, you know, we've got like some of the best brains in the tax world, capital allowances, um, investments, pensions, business models, uh, you know, finance, accounting, etc. Obviously, not mentioned our other good uh, friend and business partner, Raj, who's he's obviously has his background in accountancy, but he's involved alongside us as partners. So, what it means is we can look at a business and say, look. If you are looking to sort of exit your business, not, not only can we help them grow the business, okay, that, that's fairly straightforward, but if they wanted to sort of step back and exit the business, there's a way that they can do that, tax-free, clever use of the tax uh, and trust, and also owners can exit, they can get tax-free lump sums, uh, we can acquire their businesses, and then and then the staff can can be part of it as well. So there's lots, and they're incentivized, and they're, they're, they're co-owners, so that's the mutual equity, but we would never have come up with these ideas unless we obviously had the technical knowledge from the people around us. But secondly, I think that the important thing is our focus is not to it's not a big grab to get as much stuff as we can. It's like focus on right. How do we help these people achieve their goals? And you know that that's good for everybody. Now, now that can sound a bit fluffy, but actually that that is what we mean to do. We want to use state of the art. Yeah, I've, I've got friends and people at former special forces. It's like, how do you be the best at something and achieve very difficult things so that everyone everyone's a winner, so to speak? So it's, it's taking that principle, which I've noticed in people in special forces, like you do stuff as if your life depends on it. Um, and it's, it's a real close bond. And that, that's for me. It's like doing all this. Everything we're doing is around you. Yeah, do it. Do it like your your life and the person you're impacting like their well, their way of life depends on it because obviously we're not trying to be Navy SEALs, etc. So bringing that hard-nosed edge, but also, as you say, the, the, the sort of human spiritual side as Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's what, you know, I, I guess we're not just solving the whole world's problem. I think what we are trying to do is start from somewhere, right? Because, you know, it's, we know it's achievable and we know that it's financially viable as well. Mm. Uh, right and and you know it's not something that one or two people will benefit from i think what we're saying here is that, okay right you know as as well as the people involved would benefit but we also want you know the wider kind of um you know stakeholders or employees if you will who are part of that particular you know, <coughs> or that company um, yeah. and so that we want to structure in a way that it's a win-win for everyone right I mean, no. we're looking at, you know, we're looking at the building industry, the yeah. the dental sector. You know, if you, you could apply this thinking to, to all sorts of, you know, provision of services. Um, I, I call it, you know, don't, don't privatize or nationalize companies. Just, just democratize them. If you want to, you know, devolve power, get things into the community, then literally you've got to, there's a way of doing that. Um, you know, wealth is still generated, but it's, it's a question you do with that wealth and how you build you know, community and society and that that's that's a key principle for both of us i know yeah exactly and I, I think all this kind of sounds all, all, all well when you yeah talk, but, uh, and i think <clears throat> a lot of these listeners may think oh, okay really is this really practical yeah can we actually do it because you know when you, you know we also talk about shareholder value right so mm. if mm. you if you've got a company 
uh, especially public listed company, uh, you know, I think the, the trend here is, uh, you know, we want the the leaders would would most likely want to think about how much you can, you know, um, give to the shareholders, right, uh, as much as possible. And so I think th- there's a little bit of a fight, isn't it, between that yeah. kind of, um, you know, corporation uh, and, and, we, and, you know, when we bring this idea of kind of mutualizing, right, um, mm-hmm. benefit kind of has a, a bit of a challenging conversation, right, with these Absolutely. guys. Yeah, uh, uh, but funnily enough, some of the some great companies that we're all familiar with, I mean, uh, Arup, uh, there's, there's, there's actually an association of all these companies and there's some big names in there because like when you talk about like shareholders, well, it's quite simple. What if the shareholders are also the people that work in the business and the customers? So you can apply that model to all sorts of organisations. So we're still creating world-class businesses and organisations, Yeah. Everyone says, oh, let's, why can't we have the trains like the Germans or the Swiss? Well, actually, you, you could do that. You can be world class um, and it can still be owned by the people that run it and, and work on it. So it's just a different way of thinking. It's like we're still going to create money. I mean, not, not for profit organizations it doesn't mean they're not making profit. It means it's just what they do with it and how they retain it and invest it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting stuff. And that, you know, that can take some people down the road of uh, – you know, new business models or it can take you down the road of, of politics but yeah just and just to sort of say because we talked about tribe so tribe is um the reason i call it tribe is i like the word tribe actually i don't like i'm not into crowds i like i like tribes it's much more but those that read the the work of yuval mahari on sapiens it's yeah tribe stands for turning reading into excellence which is probably super super cheesy but it kind of works for me and that's the point it's like take the reading don't just say i read the oh yeah i read that book isn't it great but well take something apply it use it and learn from it build it and share it so and yeah. i think that you know everyone talks about learning organizations or growth mindset so every every buzzword you want to throw at me i've probably read the book on it already I've probably studied it been trained in i've just kind of pulled it in together into, into my own thinking and, and now you know you and i are doing that and we're applying this to some actually making some impact and making some changes so yeah that's why we want to build a tribe we want to find like-minded people uh and that's why we're in the conduit club because i mean some of the people i meet there are incredible people whether it's startups or very influential people in in, in business or political roles and yeah, it's about <clears throat> it's about engaging what i call a community of interest so whether that's around leadership or whether it's about um health inequalities it's it's bringing all our thinking and knowledge and experience to bear on um it, making some changes in those businesses and, the, and those communities yeah i think so i was i was it just it reminds me of something i was actually speaking mm. to uh, some of my um you know family friends who have like yeah. kids in you know just coming out of university <clears throat> yeah uh, you know one of the topics came, came up where you know we, we're seeing the whole you know, due to the impact of the economy, right? This, mm. especially in the tech world, right? There's been so many um, layoffs and redundancies. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, I was speaking to uh, one of the, uh, you know, the early teenagers who who's in the early stage of the careers, and uh, you know, one of the things I always um, say to them is, you know, open yourself up, be open-minded, mm. and kind of do a lot of networking with like-minded people because you know that's where you will grow. You know. And, uh, you know, networking is really powerful, and, and it, which is something I wish I had known earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I think some of these things that we're doing right now is 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 just purely comes down to good networking, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, like, you you said the magic word curious. Now that sounds like a <clears throat> that's another one of those fluffy words, isn't it? But yeah. if you look at the guys in uh, read the work around flow and high performance, you know, Jamie Wheel, Stephen Kotler. Some of the, you know, the art of impossible or recapture the rapture. It's really incredible thinking, and it's, it's all science back. But high performance starts with being curious, and then it that's a trigger. And it, obviously, it's all the chemicals and all the science behind it. But actually, and I see it myself. I'm 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 involved with people from all sorts of organisations and pretty massive companies um, down to small. But the ones that get curious, they're absolutely brilliant, and they they go through this sort of Called the struggle phase, and they start shaping ideas, and you know they try they try and knock out their vision statement, and it's all a load of nonsense. But 
you know, eventually they, they hang, they, they talk to the right people, they get the growth, they've got a growth mindset, they learn, they don't, they strip away their biases. So you, you need to know all these tools and techniques, but the point is, eventually you will shape um, really clear, you know, elevated purpose, strategic vision, goals, objectives, and all that stuff that we're familiar with. But you don't, I call it, don't start with smart, you know, S-M-A-R-T, start don't be realistic. Don't go for go for big stuff and really stretch yourself. Mm. Um, and you know the the answer is if you if you like, how do I grow my business by a thousand pounds is not really, if I, if you say how do I grow it by twenty million um, the conversation's better right so mm. and you, hang, yeah. you just hang out with different people um, and that you know we've got <clears throat> like with the SAS you mentioned the pension so we've got we're doing some projects with our little pensions but if you start combining that with other people and bring it you can make you know, massive income so with uh, massive impact and we're looking at um well how do we solve the housing crisis or you know ask some really big questions it's more it's more fun as well isn't it yeah yeah i guess so yeah i think and uh, you know i think we also spoke about this briefly before as well when we were in at the early stage of capizen isn't it mm. we we're looking at some of these um you know much smaller companies and uh, a, a year had passed and you know we you know did a lot of networking and then i came back and thinking hang on a second right mm. it you know, mm. looking at a, a hundred million pound company and looking at a two million pound company is actually very similar amount of work um, yeah. involved, right? So yeah. why are we banging our head against the wall? And that's not to say that, uh, you know, the, the smaller companies are, are not worth looking at. It's just changing the perspective um, really? of thinking, isn't it, really? Well, to like... Yeah. And also, we, you could say, well, uh, yes, they're small, but, but we also look, you, could, you can combine them together and make a very powerful thing. But no, I mean, yeah. for that, I mean, you touched on it there. You you went off um, to an event it was in Boston with with one of our groups and yeah you can and we and we went for we, we grabbed a dinner so here's me thinking about I'm, I was helping one of my clients actually acquire a business and and obviously we're looking at it ourselves and it suddenly struck me and so you came back with this right I've met these people we can do this we can build this into our business these are now our obviously business partners as well all of our part of Capizen but it was like mind-blowing stuff it's like well hang on so I couldn't just I could just buy one organization in that network or actually we could fund the acquisition of the biggest player in that industry. It, it's, it's almost mind boggling. Um, nothing is straightforward and simple, but actually it, I could literally feel my brain expanding and we sort of looked at each other thinking, crikey, you know, we, we sort of made a joke and say, well, why don't we buy Twitter? I mean, obviously we wouldn't want to do that, but it, it just opens your mind and, and it's just led to so many good conversations <clears throat> and, and it, you know, we can rock. It gives us a confidence as well, doesn't it? That we know we don't have to know everything. We just have to put the team together that can do stuff. Um, and so that that ties in with our, you know, make an impact, helping people be their best version of themselves, create communities. So we so we're not looking to have a job necessarily. So that we could be non-exec directors, but yes, it's building value, building wealth, but sharing it as well. And I think I think that's you could say that's our, a core principle. And, and I mean, you you can tell us a bit more. The word Capizen was was your creation, really, and it's you know we've got we've researched obviously the various names. So what? How do you see the name? You know, Capital and Zen. Yes, yeah, I guess it's got a, a, a two meanings to it. Uh, <laughs> especially when I was actually thinking about this, right? You know, what can we yeah. do? Just thinking about this name and everything else, and yeah. uh, you know, so you've got this whole capitalism world, mm. um, you know, and you've got you know capital everywhere, right? Uh, attached yeah. to you know all parts of your life. Mm. And, you know, coming from the whole philosophical side and thinking about, okay, right, how can we create peace and, you know, uh, you know, the, the positive vibes around the whole capital thing. And, uh, you know, one of the things I, I knew about was, um, you know, Kaizen methodology, mm. right, mm. Uh, which Toyota uses. And, you know, it's, it's like making the smallest change, but it, it makes the biggest impact. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Kaizen was the Zen bit was kind of interesting to me, right, because it's also mm. another meaning, which is like, you know, in peace or you know in harmony right yeah two things yeah, yeah. i think you know our thought process is right well we don't want to go into a company acquire it mm. uh, destroy it or take the heart and soul out and then you know rip it into a rip it apart i think mm. what we're saying here is that no no we, we're gonna actually put the soul back in there but mm. at the same time you know we're not gonna turn it upside down we, we'll make the you know the impactful and small changes which we believe will make a bigger impact right so you're not you know, changing the whole culture overnight or you know doing something crazy right that upsets yeah. 
and right. Yeah, which is the reason for buying yeah. it in the first place. That's what gives it the value, isn't it? You know? Yeah. And so that's the whole idea behind it, right? So, you know, we're keeping the capital in Zen, you know, let it work for itself, uh, you know, just make the smallest changing uh, changes, you know, that make the biggest impact, right? And so, yeah, yeah, that's that's how I, you know, really say, okay, right, we'll just take happy as a capital and then, you yeah. know, then yeah, to it. So I think, yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's got so many meanings, isn't it? And Zen, yeah. Zen can mean, uh, well, you, you know, in computing, it means the ability to, have two different types of systems functioning together uh yeah. you know and that's a technical thing but also yeah capital in a peaceful state making making a making impact and also kaizen for me is always about you know continuous improvement so yes you still do the small stuff with high impact but but you keep on doing it so so it just keeps evolving and and that that ties in for me with when i wrote the book about how to be a time machine which sounds totally woo but actually it's pretty hardcore science it's like my question is like, if you want to get somewhere, would you like a compass or a time machine? There's no competition, right? So actually, what if you could do the right thing and do things right, as Peter Drucker would say, but also so that continuous improvement, ramp it up, speed it up. So you you do some really good impactful change and you do it rapidly and you can keep doing it. It's not, it's not a fixed process. So so for, for, for me and for us, it, it all ties together. There's, you know, our values, our vision, our focus, our philosophy, backed up by good technical skills, good experience, uh, turbocharged with great networks. And, 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 and yeah, it's just getting that. Now it's like, this is what we're doing. We want to get the message out there and talk to the right people. And we, we know those people are out there because, you know, we meet them, whether it's at the Conduit Club or other things. But the people are out there. People are hungry for something different. And, uh, you know, whether it's politicians, but you know, people want to take ownership of things and therefore, how can we play a part whether it's funding or systems or coaching or mentoring or, or non-exec directors it's like let's create some some new business models and so that is our that's what's driving us yeah i, I think so yeah and i think it's, uh, uh, it, it's been great so far um you know we, we're having a lot of uh, good conversations and mm. uh, yeah I, th- I think it's yeah i think tribe is um you know something that we've started and and you know we're hoping that it's gonna you know resonate to people as well right i think but, so. i think, I think... Yeah, our theme will be around you know, going back to the original idea of the learning, the club, the 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 book club for people too busy to read books. Yeah, <clears throat> but let's keep that. I think if we keep that principle, be open minded, learn, hear from the best. So yeah, we might bring the authors along if we do pick on a book. But let's. It's not necessarily a book. It's about an idea, a concept, a theme, um, a topic, and let let's explore it. Let's um, yeah, people need you need to do a bit of work and understand it but let, let's get some good people in let's discuss it and then let's actually apply it yeah see if we can make some some differences so that so yeah we want people to they don't have to be like-minded you don't want like-minded necessarily diversity of thought is, is the best type of diversity um <clears throat> so yeah let's um we're looking for the people that want to be in the tribe and share the values and the thoughts and some of the things that we've we've touched on today but we want to turn it into something something real which means you know actually acquiring companies uh helping companies grow and and not just small companies we can help you know very large companies with their sort of business transformation sort of stuff we'd have done years ago when i was at kpmg and bearing points you know business transformation but we we know that 80 percent of companies fail so we know that a lot of the old thinking is is really guaranteed to give you a you know it's only got a 20 percent success rate so why would you why would you not why would you stick with that yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's, there's also um, been few reports and uh, you know searches, surveys, and what have you, right? And and mm. you know, a, a lot of that uh, you know comes down to people leaving because of the you know the leaders, I guess. Uh, and that's certainly yeah. been 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 the case uh, for many years. Um, you know, people not necessarily leave because of uh, you know the salary, right? Um, you know, people mm-hmm. rather you know f- prefer having a good environment, right? A good positive. Mm. Environment. And, and the leadership um, around them and yeah. you know and, and i guess that's also highlighted in a lot of these different surveys and you, you know some of the research that um oh, fact, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're, i won't go into it now but there's some great research from mit uh, sloan business review economist intelligence unit really i've got it shocking data about the extent of you know, something like 45 billion dollars are spent every year on leadership development but probably less than 15 percent of companies have got a what they call a proper pipeline so it's a lot. So for me, sort of wrap it up. Really, all those things we talked about. I, I, I see 
all the things I've done, all the labels, they're just skills. So whether it's negotiation or mentoring or coaching or company evaluation or team building, etc., they are they are skills in the toolbox of a leader. So I believe I'm in I believe I'm a leader. I believe you're a leader. I believe, so our role is to help to enable to create more leaders so they lead themselves. But also leadership is not just a style and a it's not that charisma and one person. It's about a fun it's a function. I've got this Collins is great on this. Everyone knows Jim Collins from Good to Great, but his book around leadership is, you know, you're create leadership of yourself first, but then your primary role as a leader is to create more leaders and create the function of the system so that it filters through the whole organization. So so moving away from this sort of militaristic top-down control and command, I'm in charge, it's all about me culture. That's why things are failing so so high. Um, yeah. and in fact. Even in, in my book, I talk, I talk about stuff like feminine energy, which lets have more women on the boardroom. It's not that simple. It's, it's like masculine and feminine energy is, is about balance. And for me, leadership is about, well, everything we've talked about, transformation, change, impact. But the primary thing is how do we, like I personally, and I know you're the same, is that how do we <clears throat> take all these things that we can do and help other people lead themselves and help them find their own way of doing it and therefore, you know, lead others. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think yeah, it has been a good conversation around all mm. different topics. Uh, and, you know, for the people who are kind of listening, um, I think um, them. Let, let's let them know that I think we're, we're doing this uh, every week, right? So yeah. you know, we'll, we'll have a, every week uh, a topic that we'll select and you know, have a discussion you know let's see what people uh respond with and uh also at the same time bring some guests as well right um on on it's some of these bold. it's not it's not, yeah. it's not just going to be you and me talking about stuff yeah i mean this is a this would be a longer conversation we've had today just explore lots of things but yeah if, if this and we'll, we'll probably share some snippets as well but people if anything appeals to people let let us know that we're happy to bring our focus and our mindset and our experience to it and, and we're looking for people to to join in with that so yeah, yeah good, good to catch yeah. up today and uh yeah. Yeah, we look forward to the next one uh, uh yeah we'll see everyone on uh, good old anchor yeah.